Welcome to Screen Talk. I'm Eric Cohn. And I'm Ann Thompson. And he, we are here, and believe it or not, the very last Screen Talk of this very long Oscar season. We've been in longer Oscar seasons before. In the last few years, I feel like it, they've dragged on for, for periods of time where you never really thought there was going to be an end. We always knew there was an end in sight for this one, but it still kind of feels like, especially with South by Southwest happening this weekend, like we're, we're, we're sort of in two worlds at once. Everything is happening all at once. But here oh, we yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, here yeah. Here we are at the end of Oscar season. So we're You've actually supposed prediction. to go to an Oscar party tonight, a pre-Oscar party. We're supposed to. You're in town. I'm you're, here. You're, you're at some godforsaken hotel. Yes. And uh, and you and I are going to go to the Oscars on Sunday. But before we get mm-hmm. there, we I had the uh, onerous task of assembling um, my final 23 category Oscar picks, which is always. Uh, a, a very uh, stressful uh, thing because sometimes you're co- confident, you know, about certain categories. And then there are in this year, especially there are many anomalies, many reasons why uh, the the predictions are more difficult to do. I mean, I think this year what's been so fascinating is that it's like, even though you know, everything everywhere all at once came out a long time ago and has been a major contender for a while and has been a front runner for best picture for you could argue months it still feels like there's a, a kind of instability to the season where every few weeks certain things have shifted and it's harder to be certain about so, certain key categories that's right and part of that is that if if there's this sort of unanimous snowball roll that occurs that other people often complain about you know, where everybody's just massing on to the same thing over and over and over again, you go, okay, that's what's going to happen. But this year, it isn't always like that. And there have been people winning this and other people winning that and other people winning that. And that makes it more difficult to be confident about your picks. You have to go with your gut more. Yeah, I mean, I came later to the Oscar party than you have. But one thing that that I remember learning from you and others is that you there there really is a science to this stuff and and the whole like kind of cliched conversation about oscar bait is so much more complex when you break down every stage of the season but what's been really fascinating to watch this season is that many of these sort of classic rules that we would use to predict the oscars have, have seemed to have been broken and so an oscar pool cannot be won simply by following the most obvious say looking at SAG and then saying, well, obviously if this happened, then this movie so it's will all, win. Yeah. The logic of it, if you do it as a science is, is to pick, you know, the obvious areas of support. So if you recognize that all quiet on the Western front is supported by the international block, as they're calling it, uh, because as evidenced by how well it did, you know, at the BAFTAs, then, then you know that, that that's a, an area of support, but everything everywhere all at once is doing much better here with, with the guilds, you know, and it's won an enormous number of awards across the board, but that doesn't mean it's going to win everything at the Oscars. It's, it's going to win a lot. I'm sure well, we but should get best picture in all 11 of its nominees. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. And and I think even people who love that movie would, would probably want to spread the love no matter what. But it, but you know, it's fascinating to me. I just can't get over how popular that movie has been. I mean, it is 
I was on an airplane flying into LAX today and I saw all on, on all these little screens, people were watching everywhere, everywhere, all at once. They were. I, it's just was, fascinating. Way to watch that movie. I know. But then eventually I fell for it and I started watching it too. I just sort of like returned to this movie I'd seen a year ago at South by Southwest, obviously in a very different context. And I was struck by, in spite of how weird it is, it does have a lot of things that even somebody who's who maybe says they don't get it, it's not kind of their movie can appreciate the Michelle Yeoh performance, the the Asian American uh, family dynamic and all, all these different elements. You start to understand in retrospect is, is the emotional thread that carries through to yeah. And so that the mother daughter story, the husband wife story, the family story and the immigrant story all come together at at the end. And it's interesting um, when you're going through a season like this and you're listening to one interview after another and they're all being repeated and, you you know, yeah. You're, you're like, I don't want to hear another Austin Butler interview, no matter how charming he may be. It was always this movie that would draw me in over and over again. The quant, you know, the Daniels are just incredibly uh, compelling. There's, oh, you're curious. What, what was the reason they did this, that, or the other? It's always because there were so many innovations and, and crazy uh, creative choices and ways that they figured out how to put this thing together. I found it fascinating to listen to all along. So, so, I mean, also they're they're younger guys, and they didn't make this movie to be of an awards a million times. Exactly, and and there's there's a sincerity there that even Spielberg has been appreciated. I mean, the fact that Spielberg went to Berlin as part of his campaign still gave the Daniels a shout out, you know, and so it almost benefited them in hindsight when you really think about it. I mean, as you put it in your piece of Fableman's. Uh, just it, it sucks to be out in front when, when it was I mean it just it it was not the right moment for that movie to to really take off but what's so, so about it I mean if you go back to the way we talked about it at the beginning I was always afraid that the mainstream of the academy couldn't accept everything everywhere and that's still true there are people who don't accept it but the but the bandwagon is rolling forward you know yeah there's no, there's yeah. no question about that so so Let's let's look at some of the ways that there will be some kind of unusual twists here. So as you say, everything, everywhere, all at once will not win all eleven Oscars. Though, unlike say the um, the, uh, the the movie that had the most nominations last year, Power of the Dog, it is tipped for Best Picture. But it does seem that there are some key categories we can look at. Like, for example, uh, well, what? Why don't you? Why don't you walk us oh, through? It's top five. Picture in my brain, I think. And yeah. Director, I think it'll win. Um, Michelle Yeoh over Kate Blanchett. Um, very close race. So if Kate Blanchett wins. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. She seems to have the edge. She yeah. has a lot of precursors. It isn't about the precursors though. This year, I mean, like people like to say, if you get BAFTA and you get this and that, then you're going to win. It isn't like that this year. This is it's about the split. momentum that Yo has generated from all of her winning speeches. Yep. Yep. So, so the Spirit Awards or whatever. So then, then the next, the next uh, one would be, of course, Kihi Kwan. You know, who obviously was on a roll for a long time, lost the BAFTA, but it doesn't matter. He won the SAG no. and the Spirits over nine other contenders of both sexes. So, yeah. so he, you know, he'll take that. He's been as as big a sort of come from behind underdog story in some ways as Michelle Yeoh, even though she, you know. Possible Jamie Lee or Stephanie Shu would get in there, but I think they'll probably knock each other out. 
Um, and I think, so uh, I'm not putting that one in their winning, in their winning category. And well, editing. supporting I actress, I don't win editing. If, if supporting actress did go to everything everywhere, it would be Jamie Lee Curtis, who has had a bit yes, of an she, it's her time narrative absolutely. going. A sort of similar to the one for Angela Bassett. So I ended up going with Angela Bassett, by the way. Um, and I'm not sure in this category. This is a three-way race because <laughs> Carrie Condon, who won the BAFTA, is in there too. So with a three-way yeah, race. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see the Carrie. Carrie is, is fantastic British, in that movie. Irish, British thing. Yeah. Yeah, I... I honestly, I, I, I don't, I think it would be a bit disappointing because she's already sort of, uh, you know, arrived in a different kind of way. But I, I think Jamie Lee Curtis might have a bit of an edge or something about that SAG win that said something to me. And I know we're saying it's not traditional rules. She's but. very well liked. And, and the question there is, 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 is Jamie Lee Curtis um, upscale? Is she, is she, is she the, the highbrow choice? It, it makes more sense at the mm -hmm. SAG Awards, in a way, to embrace this sort of woman of the people who who was Hollywood royalty, but has become uh, very, very authentic and, yeah. and very uh, uh, her, much herself, very blunt spoken and very much herself. I, I don't know whether the Academy goes for that performance or not. It's a, it's a real open question. Angela, Angela Bassett it, it represents a whole other legacy uh, win. Yeah, and, but and then you have the Black Marvel Panther woman. factor where it's like some people aren't necessarily going to vote for a Marvel movie and, and all that and stuff. Some people so. may not have even watched it, but yeah. I have to tell you, I've spoken to several people who said they would vote for her without having seen the film. That's Oscar season four. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't yeah. that, I always get, yeah. I'm like, I'm like one of those little Susie cream cheese people who goes, I'm shocked. I'm oh, shocked. God. <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of pearl clutching and stuff. I mean, it's insane when you actually talk to people as they go through their ballots and stuff about like, you know, people who just don't really know what's going on or they're they're following our coverage and other people's coverage and they're making decisions based on that rather than the movies themselves. There's not a lot of categories where that all the publicists happen. do what they do. It's, yep. it's a, you know, so the, so the big question, it's really, it's, a, it's an interesting question this year is, is did All Quiet on the Western Front become the alternative to everything everywhere all at once and is that um german anti-war film in a position to take over a best picture slot or win some of the things that that we thought um might be won by others and i only well, have it winning three awards i think and cinematography and i think uh score yeah i think the thing that's that's a real question mark here is would be adapted screenplay, right? I mean, it doesn't seem likely that Sarah Polly. But if Sarah Polly will win, she. I mean, it's she. She's been nominated in that category before, and is what really well liked. And if Women Talking wins something, it's that category. We know that. But if it loses to All Quiet, what does that portend for Best Picture? You know, I. I that's this is what happened with Coda. Going to finally win its its best. I I Pete Hammond and there's others who who have theories about about how you know All Quiet came in kind of late. You and I both observed this. You know that, that Netflix was pushing Bardo and pushing Glass Onion when they could have been pushing yeah. um, All Quiet. And then it turned up in the in the shortlists for the Oscars. It turned up with 14 nominations at the BAFTAs, and suddenly Netflix was sort of scrambling uh, to get into the game. And they did a great job with it. Yes, I think they did a very good job of, of sort of positioning it as the more kind of familiar Oscar movie for people who might be put off by what the obvious front runner was. And that, that was their opportunity. 
But they may not have lined up all those sort of guild nominations along the way, you know, so, so that we don't have all the precursors lined up for that one that we have for for the others. Yeah, it's, but on, honestly, I think Netflix. As, it's easy to predict it. I, I think if everything it, has more reasons to predict it than All Quiet does. I agree. I, I think Netflix deserves credit this time for making this the potential spoiler as opposed to be, you know, where it was like sure. the power of the dog, sure. you know, like a lot of us wanted that to win best picture. And then Coda kind of chugged in later in the game and, and up, uh, you know, was the real kind of alternative that people needed when they didn't like power of the dog. So they, they kind of flipped the, the, the narrative. A similar, yes, exactly. That's a similar scenario where power the dog just wasn't winning people over and they were looking for an alternative and Coda turned it out to be yep. that. And that's what All Quiet is. But I will argue that everything, everywhere, all at once, like Parasite, is a very compellingly entertaining movie. It is a, it in, a, in its own way, it is a mainstream movie, the way Parasite was. Whereas All Quiet in the Western Front is much more of a conventional war picture, brutal, beautifully handled but not what you would call a fun ride i guess if you if so let's imagine that people saw all quiet that's well it's on netflix i mean this that that's what happened with octopus teacher right you just flip it on and it's there it's more of a theatrical experience but it should be but but you know i wonder if if you take all if they're in a year without all quiet what would have been the spoiler would it have been fablemans because fablemans is a movie that it's just not as loud i mean it's just it's It's a very small movie at the beginning is it's a likelier alternative but what what whatever hesitations you and i both shared about the fablemans so did everybody else you know, it, it, it I, I thought it was well very the box office. It didn't yeah. end up getting critics groups kudos. You know, it didn't have the support that it needed to go all the way. I would have loved to see a year in which Triangle of Sadness was a potential spoiler. I mean, I we it's easy to forget, you know, Neon got that movie a best freaking picture. Like when you watch that movie, it is pretty amazing that Neon it got best picture, good, best director. They had six nominations. Altogether. Yeah, very impressive. And of course, I, I love all the beauty and the bloodshed. That was my favorite movie last year. Would love to see that. So, yep. Yep. So documentary, you're saying okay. Navalny still has edge. I think it's the it, here's the deal. It's a three way race again. That's the problem. <laughs> but you got to choose one. <laughs> I got to I got to wriggle out of it and say that it's a three way. No, I'm choosing Navalny. I am. Uh, and I think uh, all beauty and the bloodshed it has a lot of support, too. And so, but no, Navalny has the has the the European contingent. It has it has the the international support, and then and then you have uh, fire of, of love as well, which won the DGA. So it's a lot a lot of votes that could be siphoned yeah. off from a certain movie, which could also be to the disadvantage of the obvious front runner being Navalny. Well, it's, so it's, that's a, that's a close race. I'm going to say Navalny. I'm going to say Navalny partly because it's the it's a real riveting thriller and so politically timely. But this is this is probably the one major category that really has a chance of surprising when you think about it, because of, because of what we're. Well, I mean, I I yeah, think last you're right. Year we but all I, knew I it was Summer of Soul. I mean, there was yeah, nothing that was else. Just, right. There just wasn't any any other contenders. The when you have these these, I mean, they, the 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 precursors have just been splitting them up all over. You know. So, By the way, I love that they're bringing Questlove back to present this year, I since like. Great. His speech last year, last my year. God, oh, poor guy. Was all ha- Everybody was looking at their phones, right? When he was doing his. Oh yeah. His yeah, totally. Speech. He should, br- they should bring producer Joseph Patel up there too, because you know, <laughs> I just felt bad for all of those people. Oh. 
but uh yeah no it's fascinating did you happen to watch that chris rock special by the way i read uh it's uh I read you know, that it was an unpleasant thing to watch, so I decided to skip. I I saw a version of it when he was doing it live Did you at the it live. Did you have? I, I mean, is it available to be watched? You can watch it now. What you won't see when you watch it is that when he did it live, he screwed up one of the key jokes about Will Smith. And it's an Oscar-related joke. So now you'll get the polished version of it. So you don't get the one aspect of being live, which is it's, if you don't hit all your beats and the jokes don't land. <laughs> so that part, so he, 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 he made a joke about concussion where he was basically like, oh, he didn't get nominated for concussion. So instead he gave me a concussion. But instead of saying concussion, he said emancipation. And the joke didn't land. And you hear some of the audience laugh because like a lot of them probably don't even know what he's talking about anyway. Right. They just think yeah. he's funny. But uh, but apparently they took that out of the version you watch now. So for the record, he did he did drop the ball on that one. But it does I'm I'm looking forward to this show. Honestly, I, I feel like there with live TV and especially with the Oscars, you never know what might happen. I but am too. I, I I mean I may be representing um the old Academy Guard that likes the idea of Jimmy Kimmel being the host and playing inside the room, who uses Billy Crystal as his touchstone. You know, get the laughs in the room and you're gonna get the rest of the audience. I like the idea of of all these great movie stars showing up, like Harrison Ford, you know. He'll be if, he'll be stoned. Uh you I know, mean, then, and, and, and our, and our like, screen talk guest, Jonathan Majors. Absolutely. Well. Absolutely. And, and I like the idea that, that they're uh, the people who are putting on the show are veterans. They're television veterans who've done it. Many, this guy, Glenn Weiss has directed the show seven times. This is his eighth time. And he's also producing with his partner who always produces the Tonys. So this is, a, yeah. this, these are people who know how to do television. This yeah. isn't about bringing in some newbie filmmaker or, or producer to, to sort of reinvent the wheel every and year, I think which is where they have been going wrong for so long. Sure. But I also think another layer to all this is that it's a really good range of movies. You know, you could pick apart what, you know, deserve to be there or whatever, but from the best international film category all the way through best picture, it really does represent a and good Avatar amount of cinema. And Top Gun can bring in some actual and Black Panther. Interest, hopefully. Absolutely. Yeah, even if they and, don't and, win. And RRR. <laughs> yeah, and I'm exactly and four out of the five. So I cannot wait to see Natu Natu. I mean, I'm gonna get, be at the bar a bunch, but I know. I sorry we're not gonna that. get the the late the the tuxedo guys uh, there. No. And I'm sorry we're not gonna get Lady Gaga. That's that's a real disappointment, actually. So we're not going category by category because that would just take too long and people can read your predictions they can listen to earlier screen talk and or stuff i mean there's a shorts on a prior yes. episode listen, but but i will say i'm so curious to see both on gold derby and all those kinds of places but just in general talking to, to people who does well because it's it's just so hard to know i mean there's got to be some kind of surprise in there and well, even though certain tortured, things are predictable i was tortured by production design for example along with supporting actors, but production design really killed me because if you look at all the precursors, Babylon is the one that has the advantage, but I know how many people don't like Babylon. And yet, yeah. you know, it, it's the most flashy. It's the biggest, it's the most epic, you know, it's the period one, they go for period, you know, so, so what would it be Elvis? I mean, is that what we vote for? Is it, is it, you know, that's the popular example uh you know the best picture contender or or do you go for all quiet on the western front's trenches you know that's i think a tough so one. that's a tough i think one. it's the trenches but 
I, I mean, this is just conjecture. I, production design is one thing I haven't felt like for the Academy members I know just organically comes up in conversation. And I'm sure for a lot of people, maybe they make get, get decisions. Get, get unless Jim you're a Hemphill and Bill Desowitz. In yeah, yeah. Get our craft people to, to drill into that one. But I mean, it is true. I mean, it's just so much where it's like you think it's an exact science until it's no, not. No, it's really hard. So. It's really, really hard. But but the, I will say this. If, you, um, if you're in doubt, look at the BAFTAs, because especially with the craft, they are very predictive the baftas and you you if you really don't know what to do go with what they did but all quiet beat everything everywhere all at once in a lot of categories there dot 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 now you gotta use your brain this is america this is where this is where everything everywhere all at once has support but i'm predicting five wins yeah that's, that's respectable right well, three I'll wins tell you, for Elvis and three wins for all quiet. That's I, did, I can't wait to check in with you like throughout the show and see. Oh, I'm going to be dying. I'm going to be dying. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll find you at the I'm bar like if things this. go badly. Like <laughs> Clenched. I wish I could sneak some program. champagne into the theater, but uh, you're always wandering good. around. I'll wander. I'll wander. But I will see you in the madness. I'm very happy to be here. Can't wait for the red carpet in. And then we'll get to the other side of this and talk about some other movie stuff, which is always a relief. So hey, it's going to be a huge relief. South by can't wait. and there's other stuff to look at. All that okay. good stuff. Talk see you later. soon. Bye. Bye. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.